Support for a Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Hey, yo, it's showtime. Here we go. Buckle up, mask up, Ray Mysterio. Yeah, Mr. McMahon in your stereo. I'ma set the stipulation and scenario. Force count everywhere, George drive everywhere. Hit you with a finisher from out of nowhere. Eyes all white with the cold stare. You know I had to go there. Hell yeah, the flow so real. Pennies in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. You ain't really ready for the boss. No pennies in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. Shooting star deadly off the porch. No pennies in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. The most electrifying, steady with the source. Not a penny in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. Yeah, just a Kenny for your thoughts. What? The Kenny for your thoughts podcast. Brandon, we yeah. literally had people in the chat saying that if you weren't here, then what? they were not going to show up to this episode. <laughs> what the? No. So let me try to get this away because we got, there we go, got all these. Random thing. There we go. There we are. There you are, Brandon. Everybody's saying it's after dark episodes, so it's gonna be weird. How are you, Brandon? I'm WWE right. draft. I'm... WWE draft was this week. Um, I'm just wondering if there's another podcast that would like to trade co-hosts. It kind of makes me happy. <laughs> I see nothing here. David Holly says, "Who's ready to hear Kenny say ten thousand words and Brandon say a hundred? Brandon, you have a reputation. Do you not care? Are they counting? Are they counting the words? Of course they're counting. I, I literally have a nine to one ratio. I'm like I'm like Raw having three picks and SmackDown. You're like SmackDown having two picks. <laughs> I wonder but, if they'll do that to make the draft more exciting. Like have them, you know. If, you watched if, the draft with me. Brand. You literally watched it with me. No, I mean like in the future, like if they'll have like storylines where it's like one brand wins more draft picks or something, or somebody drops. What you brand? Know, one of the brands, oh, you okay. know, gets an extra draft pick or something like that. No, so but literally, literally, that's to show you how much you've paid attention because the rules have literally been: Raw gets three draft picks to every anyway. two to SmackDown. That is literally a rule. It's not something I made up. God, Brandon, we were doing so well without you last week. Fody, is it grossy or grossy? Correct me, please. Do Z's count for words from Brandon? Yes, they do. It's a long. See, Brandon, Brandon, are you gonna take this? You gonna take this lying down? No pun intended. I gotta take it. You know, the, hey, the show, the show had a different feel with you without you last week. It was, it was nice. <laughs> you know, we're glad we had people in to give everybody a good show. And now we got we got draft picks to get into. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon thinks I'm kidding. I'm about to replace his ass. But anyway, hold on. My my video's going all wonky. I'm going in slow motion. Uh All right, Brandon. Got a got a short episode. We got to talk about a couple of grossy. Yes. Okay. So from now on, I'll pronounce it correctly. David Holly says, "I like how SmackDown and uh, Raw and SmackDown drafted even amounts live, but then Raw got extra ones off screen." Yeah. So, uh, talking Smack, they did do uh, a couple couple different picks. I think um, Mason T Bar got split up. How you feeling about no. that, Brandon? So hopefully <sighs> we get freaking Dominic Dijakovic back. No, no, they got to keep they got to keep their names. <laughs> they got to split them up. I think they just keep the names and just run with the characters. 
Everyone's saying, it, I, everyone's saying I look like uh, John Morrison's entrance here. <laughs> slow I wish I could see. I want to see it in the slow mo. Here. Yeah, I was going to say it's, yeah, the, the video is lagging a little bit. I don't know why. And the funny part is, like, it's not dropping frames at all. So let me see. Let me see if I can fix it, guys. Give, me, give me two seconds. Give me, give me two seconds. We'll, we'll hit a Manscaped song and see if we can fix this. <laughs> Getting ready for a date. Now I'm in the zone. But I had to clean up quick before I hit the road. Normal clippers mess me up. Nixon cuts were just too much. Now I'm bleeding everywhere. They're itching on me too. Every sleepless night. Got too much hair down there. I need to mow it down. Gotta stay clean to bear. But there's a better way. And now I can shave these things. This much I know is true. Use Manscaped to shave your pubes and you'll be silky smooth. Alright, let's see if that fixes it, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> People so are saying, fuck, make it stop, making it stop. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> I should have cut to something a little bit better than that, but I apologize, okay? Thank you guys, by the way, for spending your Saturday evenings with us, all of us virgins, because we're not obviously spending time with our ladies Saturday night. I'm just kidding. I know a couple of you married her in here, so <laughs> so I apologize. I know it's only Brandon that's a virgin. But wow. <laughs> Tony wow. Grossi wow. says, I turned on the lights and light a candle every time I see that commercial. Yes, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, have you used the Manscaped products on yourself? Dude, I have actually. I didn't think I was going to, but I was like, you know what? Let's let's just try this out just to see how it feels. And uh, it feels that's pretty good, she, man. That's you what she said. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you can do it pretty much anywhere. I think I can even use it in the shower. I think. I, I don't think be. I don't think it's water resistant. Don't do that. All right, I better be careful. Be, be careful before. I mean, actually, do us a favor because I because I yeah. did do a an insurance policy on this podcast. So if you do electrocute yourself, I yeah. do collect a pretty large sum of money. So I'm think I think I'm okay with that. All right. Yeah, you can come and take the uh, the manscape stuff for me. But yeah, I use this like a neck massage. I mean, there's just so many things you can do with it. Plus, I added all these uh, extra goodies in there. The shirt was nice. So, yeah, I've been using the product. All right. All right, Brandon. Maybe we should get into, uh, tell me after show what you did to fix it. Mine lags at times on the show, too. Um, what I did to fix it was I pretty much reloaded Brandon because I think what it was is that, you know, my, my <laughs> the video was as slow as Brandon is during this episode. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll talk to you after the show. But um, I could have been doing something with my life. But here I am watching Brandon Brown instead on a Saturday night. <laughs> Maybe we should talk wrestling, Brandon. I feel like we've talked about nothing about ourselves. Uh, what do you want to talk? What do you want to start with? You want to start with the draft? Okay, spin yeah, the wheel. Yeah, let's, let's spin the wheel, make a deal. You want to talk about draft or you want to talk about AEW? Let's talk about the draft first. Okay. Uh, this is sort of fresh off the, the precious. And then. All right, let's talk about it. Um, so do you have the draft results pulled up here like a good co-host? No? I hope these are it. It looks like it. 
<laughs> He's like, Bomacano <laughs> to NXT. Oh and I'm like, that's not correct. <laughs> All right, Brandon. So read off. If you have the list, read off. <laughs> read off the draft results here. Alright, here we got the big ones. WWE draft picks from night one on SmackDown. Round one, you got the Universal Champ Roman Reigns to stay on SmackDown. The big dog. The head of the table. The tribal chief. That's why <laughs> I'll, I'll just I'll just yeah. add I'll just add commentary as you're reading them off. I'll just be like Booker T. My feet five. Roman Reigns. The big dog. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I mean... Uh, Oh, okay. I continue on. Uh, Raw picks WWE champion Big E to stay on Raw. Big E! That's right! <laughs> okay. Uh, Charlotte Flair to SmackDown. I got nothing for Charlotte Flair. Nothing. <laughs> apparently, Fo- Affer- apparently, Fox requested her. So, supposedly, oh, nice. Fox requested her to be on SmackDown. See, yeah, they wanted some sort of flair without any nudity or controversy on their show. <laughs> and then finally, we got Raw picking up Bianca Belair. Quick, Brandon. So quick, Brandon. Uh, Just, round two, Drew uh, McIntyre to Raw. Or, or sorry, to SmackDown. Drew McIntyre to SmackDown. Brandon, let me ask you a question. So, in yeah. third grade, right, when they were going <laughs> around the room and they were like, "Hey, you know, like, you know, we need you to read a, a passage in this book." Like, was it like just a thing that like the kids were like, "Oh God, don't get to Brandon because he's reading. He'll read freaking five words a minute." Like, I wanted this podcast episode to be like a cool forty-five minutes, thirty, forty-five minutes. Like, it's definitely gonna be an hour and a half at the rate you go. Yeah, this is this is this is hard for me. Uh, we got Randy Orton Riddle to Raw. Of course, the arcade bro. Uh, the new day, the SmackDown. I hated that, but we'll talk. Well, let's talk about. Actually, let's talk about it right now. Let, let's cut you mm-hmm. off right there. So the new day gets split up, and uh, again, Big E's on Raw, and Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston are on SmackDown. Now I have a theory as to what's going on, and I want to. I want to see what you agree. Do you think, like, first of all, do you think the new day is actually split here? No, I feel like they have them get together every now and then and and do stuff as a group. I, I don't think they're split split. Yeah, I, so, but you know you okay. gotta let Big E do his thing, you know, and be be a champion. So, so okay, you know, so but in other words, you think they're they're split because I am of the opinion that there's shenanigans that are going to happen that brings the new day back. Right together. Okay. And what I mean by that is, like, I personally think, like, obviously, uh, there was a lot of emphasis at the end of SmackDown where Roman Reigns said to Paul Heyman, he's like, you better not let the bloodline, oh, the Usos, yeah. get drafted to Raw. So I think, you know, like, I'm giving you a couple scenarios. I think what's going to happen is that the bloodline is go- actually going to be drafted to Monday Night Raw. And then Roman Reigns basically looks at Paul and he goes, you better make a good trade and make this happen. Bring them back to SmackDown. And then mm. they're traded for the New Day. So Big E gets his, his boys back. And then Roman gets his boys back. And that's how we get... It looks like the Bloodline and the New Day are split. But in reality, they're together. The other thing I can see happening mm-hmm. is we do have Crown Jewel coming up. So I'm thinking maybe since the New Day technically will be on Raw until that time, could we see a situation where they defeat RK-Bro for the tag team titles. So they take the mm. Raw titles to SmackDown. And then uh, the Bloodline has the SmackDown titles. So basically they say, no, no, no. We can't have both titles on the on the same show or whatever. Show, yeah. 
or or you know even the scenario could be the bloodline goes to monday night raw and then they say okay trade for them because we need our champions back or again hey double champions no we can't do that put the new day on raw so again i'm thinking there is shenanigans afoot i don't think because i don't know for some reason in 2020 when when the new day split it definitely felt like oh crap they're splitting up the new day this time (laughs) it's like aha like this is what it feels like it's like aha i see what you're trying to do you're trying to get me upset but i don't not gonna fall for it it's my opinion they better not do this with uh hurt business right i mean they kind of already did but I didn't even think about that. They literally yeah, just reunited on like the last somehow, episode. Yeah, they and then they're like, they're like, <laughs> with the first pick of the second night of the draft lottery, SmackDown picks, Shelton Benjamin. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> Shelton's like, what the hell? You kidding me? All right, there was oh, a line man. I forgot he said in ECW that I was going to say, and now I forgot it. So I just, sorry. Yeah. So Kenny like, was not happy about and David Holly says I think the first one's correct Paul trades them back for the Usos I, th- that, that, I think that's where it's going to because again it, it's like not a coincidence that Paul Heyman was said like you better make sure that they stay on Smackdown so again I think that's where it's going to go where it's like it's like okay I, 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 I made a trade and, 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 and the, the Usos are coming back to Smackdown the New Day's going to Monday Night Raw and, and I made sure that Brock Lesnar's staying on Raw you know, something like that. <laughs> I, I don't know my tribal chief. My Paul he did, Heyman's impression yeah, terrible. He did, but. he did enjoy Paul Heyman's uh, crying. I laughed hysterically. <laughs> he was, like, I laughed hysterically when they showed Paul Heyman, like, <laughs> cut the ball. His eyes are red. He's crying. Um, Hunter says, uh, welcome, Hunter, and welcome, Fernando. Uh, Fernando says, don't jinx it. Uh, New Day better get back together. I agree. Hunter says that. Hunter also says, what if the Usos aren't just on the list to get drafted? Remember, it's only half the roster available. No, but the whole point, just again, to catch everybody up, is that the Usos are eligible on Monday because Roman said, you better make sure they don't get drafted. So again, they are on the list. That's confirmed. Um, USA is stupid. Why not draft the New Day together anyways? You can draft factions together, more bang for your buck, and why not actively not get Kofi and Woods? I actually made this point. I said, you know, the draft kind of irritates me in that sense in terms of kayfabe. Remember, Brandon, I literally said, why is Roman worried about this? Because shouldn't Fox have drafted the bloodline together? Like they're literally champions, I guess, in kayfabe, right? If they're a faction, right? If again, if you're a faction that has the universal championship and the tag team championships in kayfabe, why would you not draft like as a like, you know, like a ha ha? Like, we're going to get all our titles back. We draft the three of them. We got the tag and the the universal title. So it kind of did irritate me where it was like, why wouldn't they do that in kayfabe? <laughs> Fernando says JD would bitch about it anyway. They split the <laughs> fucking new day. And I don't understand it. And WWE is the worst fucking thing in the world. Vince McMahon can kiss my ass. You know, he would say something like that. Well, yeah, maybe they got to create a little drama intrigue to keep you watching. Maybe that's why they do it. At least I'm hoping that's what it is. And, and, and that's what I say. Like, I take a step back and I go, it is intrigue. It is a storyline that they're doing. But, you know, it is, again, this is to show you I'm fair on WWE. I, I know a lot of people think I just like, oh, I like WWE and they can't do any wrong. But I think this was stupid. Like, it was like, again, kayfabe, it doesn't make sense. Obviously, they're just doing it to create a level of intrigue. But it just comes across like, Fox doesn't know what they're doing. 
USA doesn't know what they're doing because again, why didn't USA just draft the New Day? Why didn't Fox just draft, you know, uh, the Bloodline? And where the fuck was the robot? Where was that fucking Fox robot that was there two years ago? Because I remember, I remember thinking it was the most cringy thing in the world. Kay was like, they better not show that damn robot. <laughs> I literally, I literally said they better not have that fucking robot in the war room. You remember when they had the war room? Oh, it's terrible. I don't see why everybody's hating on the robot, man. The robot was cool, especially like on the NFL Sunday. You get a little robot dance. Not in the war room. room. I was okay with the robot, but in the NFL, but not in the fucking war room. Slam Hub Wrestling says Brandon is back. Feels like he never left. You know, it, it's there true. You go. Look at that. Look at that. first of all i don't know how to take this because phony grossy says kenny is the wrestling frank caliendo and it just makes me feel some type of way because frank caliendo to me is not that uh not that relevant but anyway all right brandon so what what would you do how would you get the new the new day and the bloodline back together i mean it's freaking well first off it's the travel chief so he's calling the shots anyway He's like the LeBron James of the WWE. So he makes all the calls. He can just be like, snap his fingers, be like, hey, what are you doing? My, my people Sorry, are staying I just, I just had to put my mask on because I couldn't be affected about from the bullshit that was about to spew out of your mouth. So I do apologize. Um, right. <laughs> so yeah, that's, how, that's how that works. Fernando says Brandon's always gone. It's true. When is Brandon here mentally? Dudes yelling over pro wrestling. I wish my biggest problems was pro wrestling, but hey, but the guy look, I can't I can't hate on JD from NY too much because he does get people to listen to him. So at mm. the end of the day, I don't like his brand, but I gotta respect it that people do listen to him. But that's why I always call him out because he's what's wrong with the wrestling business. He, he's creating those smarky fans that are just jaded and think everything's stupid. Like obviously I could call parts of the draft stupid, but that doesn't mean the whole draft as a whole was stupid. I thought the draft mm. was good. Keep going, Brandon. Where, where were you? Okay, here we <laughs> go. Up wrestling says no rob- robots because of budget cuts. Yes. Khan <laughs> was like, nah, we can't afford the robot this year. Uh, Hall of Famer Edge to Raw. That's that's pretty I big. Think, I think that was the big. Raw. I think that was the biggest pickup for Monday Night Raw, personally. Um, and the reason I say that is because Edge going to SmackDown was cool, don't get me wrong, but it was just like Raw was kind of missing that like you know big star like smackdown had roman reigns had at the time daniel bryan had you know um edge had all of these people and then raw had like ricochet <laughs> wow. hey i don't know why i've been like ricochet there was a tweet uh, that i sh- probably should post that i was uh I-, I was reading out the draft rules and uh i was just tongue-in-cheek making up rules and i said uh you know, Monday half of the roster eligible on SmackDown, half eligible on on uh, Raw. Ricochet not eligible either night. <laughs> and then I said, uh, "Superstars who were not drafted will be able to sign with AEW within 90 days." So my insinuation was that Rope, uh, Ricochet was getting released. <laughs> they, oh, Frank Caliendo. Okay, all right. Fody Grossi, he's okay with me now because he says Frank Caliendo still kills it with the impressions. We're talking about the impressions. Okay, it was a compliment. I appreciate it. I'm sorry. I'm not used to people complimenting me because I don't know when we're not inside this podcast. You got to hear how Brandon talks to me. Wow. The, when wow. Brandon comes over, he says, "Where's my soda, you little bitch?" This is not true. And I'm like, I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm sorry, my, 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 my chocolate chief. <laughs> <laughs> he calls me the chocolate chief. That's true. 
<laughs> Please, no. can we scrap that nickname? Can we never? Because I know you like that. I know you're gonna say what? it from that from now on. Is why the, the, I don't like <sighs> that nickname. I'm the chocolate chief of this podcast. How about that? That's like, why I, I regret like saying it. That was that. that anyway, Brandon goes, "Go get me my soda, my orange soda, you little bitch." And if you listen to like older episodes, it's literally like you remember orange soda. Go listen to like episode eight, guys. Long time. You're much better athletic twin talking about Ricochet. Um, so has anyone <laughs> checked on Seth Rollins? <laughs> I got. I got. Good. We'll talk about that. How do you feel about Bianca going to Raw? I think that's a good move too. I think Bianca Belair gets to shine on uh on Raw. On Raw, yeah. I but mean, SmackDown, yeah. So, oh, here we go. Happy Corbin to SmackDown. I think that's a bad move. I think Happy Corbin With, should have uh, Madcap Moss. Rick Moss, your never, favorite. Never say Madcap Moss again. As far as I'm concerned, he's mid-all-cap Moss. Damn. Why is Kenny feel some type of way Moss. about Riddick Moss? I don't Whatever like Riddick Moss. Because <laughs> oh he got so much potential. And, and, and I saw him at like NXT shows, and he's always done good. But it's just like there's something that's missing from him. So I don't know. Oh, dang. Keep going. Hating. All right. Uh... Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley to stay on Raw as the WWE. I hated that. I hated that they got drafted together. I get it, but it was just like, oh, they're a makeshift team and they're getting drafted together. Hated it. Maybe they're like the next cool little odd couple. Who knows? Like an RK bro? You think it'll work? Maybe. I think it could work. No. Uh, This was kind of a surprise for me. I wasn't expecting them to announce this right now, but uh, Hit Row from uh, NXT. Hit. I can't do it. Hit Row. There it is. Hit Row. All right. Let's talk about Hit Row because I saw a lot of people saying that they think that Hit Row is green and they think that Hit Row being mm-hmm. called up, uh, everybody but Swerve is ready to be called up to the main roster. And I get where they're coming from. You know, um, <laughs> you know, um, why am I forgetting her name? B. Uh, Fab, Brianna, B Fab, B Fab, B Fab. I was like, because I mentally was saying Fab B, and I'm like, that's not correct. It's B Fab. So B Fab, I get it. She was a little, got a little trouble in her match uh, the other night NXT. So I get where people are coming from, and this is the narrative that I always tell people because, like, I always say, you know, I, I don't know why people are so cut and dry about things. Like they're like, oh, you should work hard and there's a certain way to be called up in the system and mm. i mean that in jobs too they're like oh you got to work hard you got to put in 20 years of work and then you get promoted and that is a general rule is correct but if you're in a job and there is somebody who's just exhibiting all leadership traits and they're a star and they're young and they're hungry and they're outworking everybody don't you think that they should be the ones maybe promoted next i don't think having tenure is just supposed to be indicative of you being called up to the main spot there has to be trial by fire sometimes. And I made this point about Jade Cargill in AEW. I said everybody was like, you know, um, Jade Cargill's getting a main spot and I don't understand it. And she didn't go through the system. She's barely had a match and AEW's putting her on TV. And I said, good, because she looks like a million bucks. She looks like a star. Why not have her have the trial by fire? Because obviously she has the it factor. Again, with hit this, roll. Yeah. Go ahead. What were you saying? Yeah, I was just saying they could just have these cats rap. <laughs> they don't have to have them wrestle too much. I think it would be cool. Ding, 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 ding. Do you just hit the nail on the head. It's the fact that they are literally speakers. 
they got promo skills. They don't necessarily have to wrestle. Maybe only Swerve has to wrestle, you know. Yeah. But it's still a good thing because you have a group that like has just hit it out of the park. Hit Row on NXT has been like that. You don't know what it is, but there's an intangible about them. And they just get it. They have it. All of them. Um, hey, Diego makes a good point in the chat here. Goldberg wouldn't be as big as he is if he was doing matches paying his dues. And that's what I'm getting at. It's like, say what you want about Goldberg. But the whole mystique and magic about Goldberg was that he came out of nowhere to do what he did. And in the same sense, Hit Row, again, for the current generation, for the current time, they're hit, no pun intended, they're hitting it out of the park. And there's something about them that can't be explained, but they got it. And they get the crowd reactions and stuff. And it's like, okay, cool. There's something about them. Put them on the main roster. Let them sink or swim. You have to do that sometimes. If you don't pull the trigger on a talent when it's hot... We would be bitching that why is Hit Row on NXT? It's been four years. They're not doing anything. Like, do you want an Undisputed Era? Get what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying, though? The 2.0. Do you get what I'm saying, though? Do you want a situation yeah. where, like, the Undisputed Era stayed for four years and then fizzled out before and they could the get on the main the roster? And then literally, you got Bobby Fish and Adam Cole on. What would you say? Not saying that to sell them it was just more so of like that's a kind of what you got to do in life sometimes there are opportunities and it may seem like too soon like me getting the mm. tesla maybe i wasn't necessarily ready for it but like something inside of me said i know this is the time for me to get this car and i don't know why and sure enough i did no but i did it and then yeah. sure enough good things have been happening ever since and so it's like i couldn't explain it but you just got to do it and take a chance sometimes you don't be like um what's the word like uh, oh my god, I'm losing my train of thought here. Don't be like, too cautious. Not, not no, 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 the opposite. Risk. The opposite. Yeah. Reckless. 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 Okay, like right. you're not. Don't be reckless with it. Uh, and I'm sorry. I know we're probably having a little bit of internet problems here because the my computer is acting up a little bit. So just give me two seconds. And John, <laughs> Vince got uh, mad at us no. talking about hit row. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'll do the impression. Don't worry. Just let me let me try to fix it. <laughs> Give me two seconds, guys. Frank Caliendo. Here, Brandon. Talk to talk to the people. Talk to the people. Uh yes. So we love we love uh the listeners and the viewers <laughs> of this channel. We appreciate your support. Brandon doesn't uh, Brandon doesn't feel free. A damn Dude. word that he say. But anyway, let's go back to Hit Row. <laughs> so the what I was saying about Hit Row is that sometimes, yeah, you just have to pull the trigger when the time is right. And it, there's never a better time than when a group is on, on top of the world. And sure, they may not be ready, but they'll get ready. And another person I'll point out that was given trial by fire was Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, when he came up, wasn't necessarily ready. Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins were ready, but Roman Reigns wasn't. And we now see that, you know, arguably Roman Reigns has eclipsed the other two, arguably, if not at the very least is on the same level as them at the very least. You know, so again, trial by fire is the way to go sometimes because either they're going to sink or they're going to swim. And if they right. if they sink, at least they try. Here we go. It's another big pick. <laughs> Keith, the Negro, Bearcat Lee to stay on. Rock. Don't say what you just said. The bear cat. The yeah. bear cat. No, don't make it. Why, why would you say that? I'm not you even joking right now. You were no, telling me the stupid. history of it all. 
the, I told you the history was that there was a uh, there was a wrestler that you know they used to advertise back in the olden days they had like this the stuff <sighs> anyway so you got Bearcat right no it's stupid that was fucking retarded sorry I don't even shouldn't even use that word that was dumb dude dumb yeah, oh, no, I'm gonna right. say it on air that was dumb to fucking say but anyway <laughs> so Bearcat right was uh, yeah. where this nickname came from and what Brandon was referring to was there was like a poster you saw that said like the first Negro wrestler or something like that. But like you say it out of context, it's so stupid, dude. But that's how they advertised it back in the day with uh, Bearcat Wright. So he is doing a homage to Bearcat Wright. Oh, me. Stay on SmackDown. I, I'm excited for that because like um, I'm excited for that because I want to see what they do with Sonya Deville. She just got the SmackDown, so I guess it makes sense. I was going to say, ah, I'm going to put her in Raw, but she just got the SmackDown. Why are you going to... In fact, why did they put her on SmackDown if they could have just drafted her to SmackDown? Hmm. My... Here I'll, we go. I apologize, oh, guys. I'm actually hardwired in, so I don't know why the internet is acting up, so I apologize. Oh, good. Uh, oh, they Raw picked Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. I'm glad they went as a pick. <laughs> If you have Together. to draft me, you have to draft my son, Dominic. He has not had no, no surgeries on his left knee like I've had five times. Is there one person in the chat that finds that funny? Because I think the only two people that pops ever when we talk about some Ray Mysterio's five knee surgeries, I think the only people that pops is me and Brandon. I'm convinced of it. So this is cool. Rob's got a cool you know, potential storyline going forward with... We're assuming the breakup of these two. So that could be interesting. Who was that? Uh, Mysterio and Dominic. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I hope they feud, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy going to SmackDown, I think, is the right move because Jeff Hardy's been kind of floundering on Raw. And, like, you could see the rumblings of, like, them wanting to push Jeff Hardy. Trying to do something. Like, I can't explain it, but you could see it. And then, sure enough, like, he gets a promo spot and Brock Lesnar interrupts him and stuff like that, you know. So, <laughs> Dominic will have his right knee fucked up. I fucked up my right knee one time. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, Hunter, and th this is why I was saying what I was saying about, like, I hope they feud. Um, Hunter was saying Ray doesn't want it. But I will mm. say that Ray Mysterio is very good at kayfabing in interviews. So I wouldn't be surprised to say, no, I don't want to fight my son. I would never fight him. Like, that. I, that's a stupid route, knowing damn well that they're about to feud so that mm. it comes across as, like, I will never, you know, the kind of the Bret Hart to Owen Hart thing. Remember? Remember Owen Hart was saying, like, um, Brother, I need to beat you. I want to see who, uh, you know, who's the best. And, and then Bret Hart's like, under no circumstances will I ever, and I mean ever, fight my brother. And then ended up fighting him reluctantly. So it could be a situation like that. Um, Diego says, we wish Kenny's internet connection the best in its future endeavors. I know, right? <laughs> I know. I don't understand what's going on here. But let me uh, let's see if I exit out of some stuff here. Let me keep this going. Go ahead, Brandon. Keep going. The Spectrum boys. Uh, oh, I don't even go. have this Spectrum. One. That's the problem. Oh, I, like everyone's, everyone's freaking healing on. It's it's like the IWC. They're healing on the wrong thing. <laughs> I don't even have Spectrum. Uh, this was uh, oh, this was another little surprise pick for me. I didn't see it coming. Uh, Austin Theory to Raw. 
NXT. I kind of, I think I told you, I kind of saw it coming in the sense of like they haven't been doing anything with Austin Theory. Um, they've kind of shied him away from the way. Um, mm. So I kind of had a feeling that maybe they, maybe just maybe they were gonna draft him, but I didn't see it coming. I, I didn't think I'd be correct on that, and apparently I was. So. All right, so I think those are the sort of the main show uh, picks, and okay. I guess they did some extra picks right. later on. Something like Tommy's Uh So yeah. Nia Jax to stay on Raw. Okay. Uh, John Morrison to stay on Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob uh, takes Reggie, the twenty four seven champion. I miss, uh, I miss him being Reginald, by the way. Just so <laughs> like I don't Reginald, know, like right. I just I I like the French accent right, and stuff right. like that. There's some things like I get it, I get it. Like you know, he's from Atlanta. They wanted to give him a positive vibe. They like I get mm. what they were going for here. But there's sometimes like something cool about the wackiness of professional wrestling of like they just have like this dude going i don't know you know like with the like french accent and he was um the sommelier for carmella like i kind of like that he was retaining those things and reginald like there was like a mystique about him now he's a little bit more i won't say vanilla but he's like a little bit more normal like what we what we would see from other characters does that make sense right you know took away his uniqueness you know because if he was like a french acrobat like you know it kind of kind of was cool because a little my thing. yeah a character yeah. touch right a character uh, touch correct we got the r-truth uh to stay on raw drake maverick stay on raw it, so it's drake maverick to stay on raw i want you to notice that this is if matt ritter is listening to this episode because i know he's going to mm-hmm. listen to it later smacking it raw podcast yes it's called smacking it raw podcast it's the number one podcast yeah. on Pornhub. he'll tell you himself but when, <laughs> when he listens to his back he has a big problem with the uh the draft and this is uh-huh. where i have a little problem too because drake maverick's an nxt guy hmm so is this like him getting drafted from NXT to Raw? Because you're you're saying mentally, oh, he's staying on Raw. That's the perception people have because he's already been on Raw a couple times <laughs> in the last couple weeks, even though he's an NXT he's superstar. Really so it's so like we didn't NXT establish guy. that. To me, it was like draft him, quote unquote, from NXT to Raw and then have him appear. But anyway, sometimes these draft lines get blurred and it's kind of dumb, but whatever. And people are arguing, by the way, about heel Rey Mysterio and, and should Rey turn heel on Dominic and... Mm things like that but there's no way you can have a heel Rey Mysterio whatever they do they need to bring back his sister but again think about it like this think about it like this Dominic is what 6'2 somewhere in that vicinity Rey is what a whopping 5'6 which Mm -hmm. I don't know how that happens somebody please check Dominic's birth certificate because I'm convinced that maybe Haystacks Calhoun might be his actual father but um how do you get sympathy or how do you get heel vibes from a guy who's five foot six fighting his son who's six two? There's too much. All right, let's talk. But Brandon, talk for a second. Let me try to fix it. Yeah. So there's too much of. You think the dynamics work better if it's the taller son, you know, turning on his shorter father? Like, not, it's I'm not sure. just it's not just about height though i will tell you that right now it's it's uh not necessarily about height let me see if, if, if put down let me put down my resolution here maybe it'll uh it'll be a little bit better save some frames save some frames see if that'll fix it you think that'll fix it brand scaring the frames i'm gonna believe it we're gonna will it into the universe 
Okay. This is gonna work. Sorry about this, guys. We're having a little technical difficulties, but this is this is the, what what you do in a live show. This is like this is what Vince has to do. Um, <laughs> He's got to tear it up and start over again. Okay, but here let's talk. So, what I'm thinking is that again we have five six is the kayfabe fake book height no i think in kayfabe don't they say yeah actually that's true they do i think they say the kayfabe is five six but here's my point again imagine a heel <laughs> ray mysterio versus uh dominic mysterio dominic is supposed to make me feel sympathy for him the only way that could happen is if dominic's like you weren't my son you know you're any son <laughs> like that's the only way it could work right but even then like it would just be kind of stupid but i'm now imagine the opposite which is a father a loving father who has never done anything wrong to his son wants the best for him and told him don't cheat in your career you know essay you know essay miho that's what i meant to say don't cheat in your career miho and then uh say i'm to freaking eddie guerrero still but um saying that and then dominic's like no no dad like no we haven't been winning we have to do something and then turns on his dad and it's like you're too soft dad you've always been about these fans i don't care about these people i care about the fame I, uncle eddie was right uncle eddie was right he told me to lie cheat and steal you've always told me to be virtuous what did that get me nothing to be in the shadow of you what are you and now you're sitting there like what do you mean what am i son i've always looked out for you what are you talking about you know Imagine the sympathy. Dad, Kenny's writing the story right exactly. now. Exactly. And it's just like, Dad, if I follow what you do, all I'll do is be in your shadow. I'll just be Rey Mysterio Jr. I don't want to be Rey Mysterio Jr. I want to be my own man. I want to be my own man, too. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I got I to gotta beat you. Like, I have to beat you. I have to do this for me. I can't be Rey Mysterio's son my whole career. What do you think, Brandon? So that that's a beautiful storyline, you know? You feel it there. I mean, as a father yourself, you know, you know how this works. I mean, yeah, break, it would it would break my heart to imagine a situation <laughs> yeah. where like, you know, exactly, but that's that's correct what you're saying. Um, here fixing up a little bit video skis and here we go. Voila. There you go. But anyway, Brandon. Uh, uh, oh going. yeah, uh oh, the breakup you mentioned earlier, T-Bar. Yeah. Uh, on Raw and then Mace over to SmackDown. Did you just call him T-Bar? <laughs> no, no. I actually called him by his name, T-Bar. Oh, T-Bar. Instead of T-Bag, yeah. So he he actually said, uh, change his name to TBD, like to be determined, and he was kind of okay. insinuating that, uh, that uh, hi Jerry, by the way, <laughs> uh, he was insinuating that, you know, he might be Dominic Dijakovic again, which I want. <laughs> Diego says no if Kenny was a writer he'd just write himself to be champ and turn himself into an on screen relationship <laughs> yes. with Billy Kay what I'm more offended at is, is that it's absolutely correct <laughs> I'm, I'm more mad that I'm figured out I, you know you know how heartbreaking <laughs> no. it was to find out on her podcast that Billy Kay was married uh, heartbreaking absolutely man. heartbreaking you know what speaking of which <laughs> freaking Tony Storm Come on, Tony. You know there's people legitimately there for you. But you know there's people you legitimately mad at Juice Robinson because he's going Come to on, uh, because he's going to marry Tony Storm or Tony Robinson or Tony Robbins, whatever she's going to go. No, Juicy Robbins. My Juicy Robbins. Juicy I'm Robbins. Mad. I like it. Yeah, Brandon. Juicy that's Robbins. your new gimmick name. Juicy Robbins. <laughs> Juicy Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll see where this goes. I mean, you think they'll do some sort of wedding angle? I don't know. 
We'll find something for her to do. Do you think that Juice Robinson is in WWE? Is- <laughs> Maybe they could have a show. Did, like, didn't they have uh, Ronda's husband show up for a little bit? And they did a little, Juice, little thing? Brandon, let me explain contracts to you. Yeah. He signed with a, another company. <laughs> You you, you this is this, you're one of those fans who's like but but wait the forbidden door is open the the forbidden forbidden door door they can come from anywhere I don't understand that's right this is the reality era man people want to see people hop around wait and people are about to cry right now because in the chat they're saying David Holly saying he said he wants last match to be against his son and pass the mask to him Diego says don't do this for me I can't live in a world where Rey Mysterio is retired Phony Grossy says Kenny writes himself to win uh, to brunch tomorrow are you coming with. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't have to let you know. Come on, come that. on, go to brunch tomorrow. Possibly, come on, like like maybe. the beautiful woman that we are, me, you, and Marty. Uh, That's we'll a shoot, and that is a shoot, brother, brother. Wow. All right. Yeah, Kenny can do. <laughs> this man's a pastor, and he's saying this. <laughs> David Holly says, "Yeah, Kenny can do a lot in less than twenty six seconds." <laughs> Oh, sweet mother of Lord. Oh, like fix the internet. Yes, yes, that's what he meant. I'm about to look like JD with how I'm going to yell at my screen if this keeps freezing. Yes, Brandon, <laughs> we didn't have these technical issues last week. What's going on? Until, until I show up. I think I'm the ingredient. I think that's what's happening. <laughs> By the way, Slam Hub Wrestling says chocolate chief over Tony Robinson. Ooh. Look at that. Acknowledge Brandon, your don't... chocolate chief, people. Acknowledge oh. your chocolate chief. If there's one thing on the history of this podcast that I regrets ever saying, it's that. Because now I know you're going to run with that gimmick. <laughs> What's wrong? I don't see what the problem is. <sighs> All right. So, yeah, let's, let's get through this. Uh, Akira Tozawa. To <laughs> We're not even through the draft yet. Keep going. We're, We're like 45 yeah, minutes yeah. in. Keep going. Yeah. Go. Do you drop to Raw. Uh-huh. Zelina Vega to Raw. Otis. Alpha oh, Academy to Raw. to Raw. Yeah, Alpha Academy. Yeah, Chad Gable. Uh, Apollo Crews to Raw. With and Commander, uh, Aziz. Commander Aziz, yeah. I can't wait for that. Because uh, I think, I for some reason, see him being hot-shotted into the main event. Because I can see him feuding with Big E. Remember they had the Aaron Connell title feud. Remember that. So that would be good to say, like, I've already beat you for the, you know, Intercontinental Championship. I beat you for the WWE Championship. Like, you know, I can see that. can hear the promos in my head. And I think that would be a cool feud. Can we talk? I mean, let's just flat out say this because I have it listed here. Black wrestlers are carrying Monday Night Raw right now, bluntly. Absolutely, like bluntly. They got the Hurt Business. They got the New Day. The the potential I'm seeing in Apollo Crews going over there, like, it's absolutely game over on Monday Night Raw because that's the reason why Monday, to me, why Monday Night Raw has turned the leaf. You know, they got to do something to counter program football, I guess. It's but it's amazing. It's honestly amazing to see like all these you know people of color stepping up like in WWE. Like to me, that's the most positive change I've seen in the last couple of weeks. Is that people of color are doing like a lot, a lot of stuff in, in the main event right now. And I literally counted. I think there were more bluntly more black people than white people on Monday Night Raw in the last episode of Monday. And to me, that was a good thing. Mm. Brandon don't think so, but that's a different story for a different day. Phony <laughs> Grossy says I'd buy I'd buy and acknowledge the chocolate. Chief T-shirt, don't make me make one. Oh, snap. Because you know me, oh, I am a whore for money. Snap. Look at this. Hey, that's a good feud. I didn't even think about that. Commander Aziz versus Omos. Like, I could literally, if they turn like AJ Styles and Omos babyface, 
and face like Commander Aziz and Apollo Crews. Can you imagine those promos? Could you imagine uh, that? Like AJ Styles, you sold yeah. yourself. You you used to be a good wrestler. He's like, I, I don't know what you mean. I still am a great wrestler. In fact, I got a seven foot powerhouse. You just got little Tony Baloney over here with his little Captain. What's his name? Captain Crunch? Huh? What's his name? <laughs> I could just hear the promos. I, maybe I should write for WWE. You Look. should. You should. definitely should. I think you got ideas. Captain Crunch. You just gotta get into AJ Styles' head. No cap. All cap. <laughs> Apollo's big moment that changed his career was that Bobby Lashley feud last year for the U.S. title, and that was on Raw. Glad you pointed that out, Diego. That's why I'm excited for him to go to Raw because that's where you started. He started stepping up to the next level. Exactly that, which is that it was that feud on Monday Night Raw and the Raw writers that made Apollo Crews a bigger deal than he was. And like, it's so crazy to think like Apollo Crews was a jobber once. Like they really mm-hmm. didn't treat him correctly. Like I'm so happy he's found this, you know, the Nigerian gimmick. It's not really a gimmick. It's really like an extension of himself. But I'm, I'm glad he's has this because it's something to sink his teeth into. And he's doing a great job. But from <laughs> laughing in the chat. I'm assuming that's my AJ Styles impression and the Captain right. Crunch line. But yeah, keep going, Brad. This has been uh, fun. Oh, NXT or Aaliyah. Well, Smackdown. she was already doing dark matches for SmackDown and Raw and things like that. So that, I don't think that was a big surprise. I don't think it was a big surprise at all. Yeah. There you go. Uh, oh, Drew Gulag. <laughs> to the he, blue brand. I don't like that you laugh because you're like, oh, look at that jobber. I know that <laughs> laugh. And that was Brandon basically thinking he's nothing. But Drew Gulak, if you remember, was actually getting a little push on SmackDown before they drafted him back to Raw to do the 24-7 stuff. He's a, Remember this, he's away from the 24-7 stuff now. That's a good thing because remember, he had all that amazing stuff with um, with Daniel Bryan. Amazing matches and things like that. Remember, I think his dick popped out during one of those matches, which is oh, a wow, shoot. Yeah. A shoot. You know, Brandon's like, oh, man, I got to go find the footage right now. But, um, <laughs> no, I think that maybe, hey, maybe he'll do some stuff like maybe he'll actually get booked or maybe he'll just be in a different segment on main event for the SmackDown portion. Hopefully not. Someone trademarked the ricochet position. I don't know. I've seen the position ricochet likes and I don't agree with anyway. his testicle actually. OK, so Diego corrects me and says his testicle actually. Why do you know that? Why? <laughs> He's like, hold, hold on. He was like, hold on, not full frontal, just got a testicle. Uh. <laughs> Elimination Chamber 2020. This man has it memorized. I'm oh, glad yeah. that we all are stands for Drew Gulak's testicle. Just that <laughs> we're all on the same page here. Okay? Poor Drew. Don't this, testicle this is why by patience. You wear the pants, right? Like the tights? That, was he wearing trunks? Is that why the testicle came out? Uh, obviously. CM Punk didn't get the memo, yeah. though. He went from He went from pants to trunks. Yeah, so you got. That's why you got to keep the pants. I mean, if you don't mind it, you know, just know that that's can happen. Uh, I guess finally, probably the biggest, the biggest pick of them all, uh, Mansoor, Mustafa <laughs> Ali, to the Blue Brand. They were drafted. Do you notice that they were drafted separately? Yeah, Aren't I they, a they tag team? come together. Yeah, but I guess well, it's a, it's a, sometimes the WWE draft team draft doesn't up. just yeah. does not make any sense because again you get like all these teams like the Alpha Academy drafted together, but then Mansoor and Ali are technically a team, and maybe they're like Vince is like, listen, they have different names. They don't have a team name. You can't draft them together. It's Mansoor <laughs> and Ali. There we go. And I think that's that's it so far, Ski. Unless anybody... Uh, wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. Info. Diego said yeah. it was Daniel Bryan's testicle, actually. Fake fan. I apologize. Oh, it was DB's... T- it, it was T... 
I was going to say DB's TD, but, you know. All right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Testicle. It was. I, I got my testicles mixed up, and it was Daniel Bryan's that. testicle. I apologize there. Uh, every team but Mason T-Bar got drafted together. No, Dr. NXT Scorpio. In fact, like I said, Ali and Mansoor got drafted separately. <laughs> and technically, again, if we're being technical here, the Bloodline didn't get drafted together, and the New Day didn't get drafted together. Nor did they say... Oh, these, they're not eligible. Like, champions aren't eligible to be drafted together. If they had said something like that, maybe I could explain, like, the bloodline not getting... I don't know. Sometimes these draft rules get all muddied up and everything. But anyway. Uh, oh, okay. So, Slam Hub Wrestling clarifies that Mansoor and Ali never got their official tag team license. Uh... Now, it makes more sense of why they weren't drafted together. So, they didn't apply in time to be eligible for their draft together. It's kind of like me. Like I'd probably like if we were getting drafted or something, I would make sure not to show up to the draft office the same time as you, so that you can <laughs> possibly be split. <laughs> well, I will say I think SmackDown is leaner and meaner, and uh, the A show still. I think so. I actually think Raw did a pretty good job. I think having Edge is going to be just just having Edge is is going to be a lot better. They have some bigger names on Monday Night Raw now. Um, one oh, thing free I, agent Brock. I forgot about him. Yeah, free agent Brock. Uh, one thing I do want to talk about is um, I said this because a lot of people, again, it's just like I, people like to speak before they actually let play out what happened. So a lot of people were going off because remember, Drew uh, McIntyre came out at the end of Monday Night Raw and he look, put the sword, pointed it to Big E and kind of said, you know, um, and that was not the only weapon pointed at a wrestler this week. We'll get into that a little bit later on AEW TV. Um, is Edge a full-timer? Edge, Edge has technically been a full... No, I guess a part. he's a part-timer. No, he's not a full-timer. He's never going to be a full-timer, per se. Um, so he's always going to have his little sabbaticals in between, um, and rightfully so. I'm just, just glad to have him back. Hmm. Um, but what I was going to say... But yeah, he's technically a full-timer, I guess, if you really want to say it. Technically. Um, Drew McIntyre comes out, and he basically is challenging Big E for his title. Like, he's insinuating that he wants to go ahead and challenge. I actually went ahead and said, I think everybody's overreacting to this. Because I think what WWE is doing here is showing you that Drew McIntyre is a WWE Championship caliber athlete. Remember that he's a former WWE Champion. And they're going to go ahead and draft him to SmackDown. And he's going to challenge Roman Reigns. But because he's got the title on the mind, like when he's challenging with Big E, as soon as he gets to SmackDown, he's going to say, I want Roman because I was trying to get a title anyway, so guess what? It's not my fault that I'm on SmackDown going after Roman. What the hell happened? Exactly that. The first promo he cuts, he's saying, I'm here on SmackDown. I want the, I want the big dog. I want the tribal chief. I'm coming after the Universal Championship. It, it played out exactly how I thought it would. And that's not to say, oh, look how much smart I am. It's just literally fans overreact. Sometimes there's a little underlying current that WWE's trying to test here. Again, they're reminding you that Drew McIntyre's a big fucking deal. Then he gets yeah. drafted to SmackDown. So I yeah, who wanted to see Drew McIntyre versus Big E anyway? The point is, it's like, <laughs> on paper, no, but you could tell that yeah. WWE wasn't going to do that feud. Unless they were turning Drew heel, which it was kind of obvious that they weren't going in that direction. Hmm. Well, yeah, this is. The, I think this is a good time to maybe run this feed back, man. I remember we saw these cats at Mania. That's crazy, and like you know, now they're. You mean was it a Survivor Series? 
Oh no! Uh, oh, you're talking about uh, yeah. Mania 35? Yeah, with when Drew we got and, the roast uh, beef sandwiches for fucking yeah. four hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, the, the very expensive sandwiches. Uh, yeah, and so I guess maybe now, yeah, maybe now is a good time to how maybe run this crazy way. to think that they were a mid card feud at Mania 35. Roman had just got back from beating cancer. Drew McIntyre was like kind of fledgling, but you didn't know if they were gonna really go with him. And Good now look one, yeah. at the caliber of athlete that they are. They are on a completely different level. Drew McIntyre has had a solid run uh, as champion. Roman Reigns has had a solid run as champion, has completely revamped and changed his character. And now they're meeting yeah. up in their best forms. We've got a little teaser of it last year at Survivor Series, but like we get a full-fledged feud, and there's no way it's gonna be a bad feud. Well, we can hope. <laughs> it's back that I, I trust it'll they'll find a way to exactly. I, I trust and that's exactly it. I have a lot of trust for that. All right. But yeah, that was the WWE draft, and we're only halfway through. So I'm excited to see that. Um I guess one thing that to talk about this, I guess this is a very draft heavy episode, guys. But one thing I want to talk about is a lot of people complaining. A lot of people I'm friends with online, too, complaining that the draft is not going to be enforced until after Crown Jewel. So I kind of want to hear your opinion on this first before I talk, Brandon. How do you feel knowing that, uh, you know, obviously they're doing the draft last night and Friday uh, on Monday again. And then for three weeks, we're not going to have anything until Crown Jewel. And then they enforce <laughs> the draft rules. So how do you feel about that? Uh, I don't know if maybe it's a, it was a scheduling thing. Like that's just how things had to work out with the schedule. So they were kind of forced to sort of have things set out this way. Um, but I, I mean, I don't have too much of a problem with it. I mean, crown and it's cool. Cause crown jewel can still sort of be a standalone show with what was going on. Okay. And it doesn't really affect anything, you know, else going forward. Uh, so yeah, I, I didn't have too, too much of a problem with it at all i mean it's gonna it's a little weird because you know we sat and watched the drafts and we know what's gonna shake out but i think i i and maybe i'm a victim of trying to be so positive all the time because i actually thought this is a good route to go um the reason i say that is because you get a couple weeks to wrap up storylines and it's like you have this frenetic energy of like okay the new day's challenging rk bro for the tag team championships I know they're going to SmackDown, so what does this mean? Are they going to take the tag team championships there? Are, are they going to stay on Monday Night Raw? Is RK Bro going to beat them? What's going on? It's this frenetic energy of we don't know what the fuck's going to happen. And to me, it's the best time period when you don't know what's going to happen. Right? Like, it, it when it has that pace of, like, who knows what's going to happen? We just got to let it play out. I think that's when your fandom's at its height. Now... What I will say is I have my criticisms on this. Um, so what I think personally, uh, you know, everybody, everybody in the chat saying draft should be after mania. I'm going to say as a fan, I agree with that 100%. So let me just say I agree with everyone in the chat. I think having a hard reset right after mania is always a good thing because then it does they, the it's just a good time of the year. Because now it's like, okay, we got our mania, we got our storyline satisfied, and now we get to go with this whole new crop uh, and what we're doing here. I agree with that. I also understand that this is the time of year where they have season premieres, and they're trying to do something big. Um, My biggest critique is that, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, my biggest critique is doing a brand split right before Survivor Series, because how do you represent a brand that you've been a part of for a month? 
You know what I mean? Like it just that's where to me the biggest thing where everybody should be uh, mad about is that Survivor Series is just stupid in that sense of like here's a uh, I don't know who who got drafted here's Drew McIntyre going I represent the Brew brand and it's like you've been WWE champion for a year on Raw and how are you this big blue brand kind of guy mm. you know I don't get it um, that's my biggest critique but in terms of like let's take that out of the equation because that's my biggest criticism. I get why they're doing it now. Season premieres, Monday Night Football, and just want to pop a rating. But again, I actually like that they have this like cooldown period before they enforce the draft rules. That's the one thing I'll say. I do like that instead. Because imagine if they did, because a criticism I got was why didn't they just had a pay-per-view? So why didn't you just do the draft before Extreme or, or Extreme Rules wrapped up everything and then you have your draft? To me, it's like if you did that, it would be a little bit too... I'll say it like this, as, as a fan, let's say you miss an episode of Monday Night Raw or two. Wouldn't it be a little jarring to come back and be like, oh shit, uh, why is you know Ricochet on SmackDown and who he's feuding with? I don't understand. It's a little bit too much of a hard reset. This kind of gives it a little bit more of like a, okay, get, get your shit in while you can, watch these guys while you can before they go to the other show. And that way you're like, you're watching and you go, again, we're speaking about it from a, not from our point of view, from other people's point of view and from a business perspective okay we know the new day is going to smackdown so let's watch them a little for a little bit longer while they're with biggie and get that stuff in because we're not going to see it soon and then also now we know to tune in to friday nights if we want to continue to see the new day because i'm fans of them my daughter's fans of them and we want to see the new day so i guess we will be watching friday night smackdown a lot more to see their segments so it's just it's again i think i think that's the business reasoning we can argue all day if that's correct or not but i get it i get it um a lot of people are saying bragging rights i i loved bragging rights as a pay-per-view i did (laughs) but again my criticism i've said bragging rights as a pay-per-view was amazing my criticism was how do you do bragging rights when you have survivor series which is a team-based event right the month after and sure enough, they, Vince must have thought the same. Damn it! Bragging rights is the same thing as Survivor Series. What the fuck are we doing? Bruce, get your ass on your fucking couch. You're fired. You know, like, it must have been something like that. <laughs> yeah, I like bragging yeah. rights as an event, but again, to me, it's like you could stick that as a network special or something, like a special event somewhere in between in May or something. You know what I mean? You don't do it right before Survivor Series. To mm. me, that hey, that should be the after Mania event. Do a bragging rights pay-per-view, Raw versus SmackDown. That'd be a good pay-per-view to do right afterwards. My opinion. Raw versus SmackDown. Alright, so I think that about wraps up the WWE stuff. Uh so I guess we got oh, the other big thing over in uh, AEW. That's Arm not, Anderson. I, I right? <laughs> I, was just, I don't think it's the biggest thing that happened out of AEW. I just think that was the most uh, viral thing that happened yeah, yeah, in AEW was uh, Arn Anderson basically. You know what I will say? It's like there, there's a part of me that was like, how stupid is this? Like it just came out of nowhere. There was a part of me that was like, did they need to do this to Cody Rhodes? Um, yeah. Because Cody's ready. Like remember my criticism? Lee Johnson had just won the match and poor Lee Johnson just <laughs> sitting in the background. And it's he like, why don't they have this guy... Chat cut a promo but literally cody just steps up to the mic and it was like in kayfabe it's like what a dick what a dick like you got lee johnson like cody should be pushing him and saying like 
hey say a few words to me it would have meant more okay again i'm nitpicking uh-huh. But to me, it would have meant more if Cody was babyface, especially if you're trying to push Cody as a babyface. Lee Johnson, like he went up, you know, Lee Johnson was trying to push him to the mic. And then no, and then Cody's like, no, no, you just won the match. It kind of like pushed him. And so yeah. Lee Johnson went to say something like, you know, I'm really glad I won. And, uh, you know, this guy is feuded with Malachi Black. Maybe you got and then like kind of talk. That's when Cody can kind of come in and say, like, give his piece about Malachi Black or maybe even Lee Johnson just talks. And he says stuff like, oh, you know, Malachi Black is coming in ru- trying to ruin this Nightmare family and blah, blah, blah. And that's when Arn just cuts him off and says, hey, hey, I need to talk to Cody Lee. Sorry, I apologize. Like, and then kind of just that's where it comes across like, oh, he wasn't supposed to do this. You mm. know what I mean? But he had to speak his mind. Um, but anyway, it was just like it was, it was weird. But that being said, Arn Anderson is such a good promo because this guy's promo is trending. He's not an active wrestler anymore. And he literally is like, you know the difference between me and you? He's like, if you get a situation, you know, you got a, you're getting your car jacked. You would say, please take the car. Don't hurt me. He's like, I'd pull out the Glock. <laughs> what was the exact line? He said, I'd pull out the Glock. He like put it at his head, like spill his brains. Spill all his brains the out in the concrete. <laughs> yeah. yeah, spill his brains out in the concrete. <laughs> and... Oh God, I love I love the Arn Anderson jokes. By the way, I want this to continue for the next twenty years in professional wrestling. Even the after Arn's long, Mitch. long gone, he's now become the Chuck Norris of professional wrestling. So Slamhole Wrestling <laughs> says Arn Anderson's favorite band is Guns and Roses, as Brandon called him, Armed Armed Anderson. Uh, the best beam that I saw. Um, was literally the <laughs> when he goes the old guy where, where he, the guy comes out and he's just like hey give me your car old man he's like oh, call an ambulance call an ambulance but not for me <laughs> um, when Cody Rhodes uh, says screw my promise I'm coming after the AEW championship his turn will be complete to the dark side I don't think that's happening nice. I don't know I don't think that's oh, happening you don't think, you don't think I don't, but yeah everybody I said I think Arn Anderson by the way is a liar uh, I don't think that he carries a gun around because if he did carry a gun around, Psycho Sid would not be alive. If anybody uh-huh. doesn't know that, Psycho Sid attacked him with a pair of scissors in a hotel lobby. But the best response <laughs> I got to that was, hey, 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 he said he kept the gun in the car. <laughs> he didn't have it in the hotel lobby. But I, this is one This to me is like kind of like when we had the um, the Suzuki incident with Minoru Suzuki. This is, to, to me, the best part of the internet wrestling community, okay? So this is what I love to see. Not the jaded wrestling community, but the wrestling community where we can literally just take something, be so ridiculous with it, and just have fun with it. I mean, for God's sakes, look at the episode thumbnail. It's mm. literally me putting it, Arn Anderson is all elite type uh, graphic, and it says hard, Arn Anderson is hashtag hard AF. Just a reminder for everybody out there, Arn Anderson would win the Squid Games. <laughs> so again, to me, if there's one thing to end this episode on, it is the fact that this is the most fun uh, the internet's had in a while. Again, like kind of like the Suzuki incident. Actually, there's one thing I want to mention before we go off air. I forgot to mention it. Uh, speaking of AEW, on SmackDown, we had an amazing segment. Amazing, amazing segment with... Uh, Seth Rollins showing up at Edge's house and remember I told Brandon I told him specifically I said I will take a heel like Seth Rollins over a heel like MJF all day (laughs) and it's not a WWE versus AEW comparison I don't want anybody to start going but no you're just saying a WWE guy is better than AEW it's nothing about the companies it's just literally like MJF's kind of got that like jabbing chicken shit kind of mentality where Seth is like a legitimate psychopath 
and there's that creepy mm. quality to him. And I told Brandon it was little things. It was little things about how he opened the door and left it open. He opened the fridge and left it open. It was just like these little intangibles that he just... I just loved everything about this segment. But the best thing, again, speaking about AEW, is that when Edge calls, he says, Beth, where are you? You know, are you at the grocery store? Stay there. Go to your brothers. I got Daniel and David coming over right now, and they're going to take care of the situation, right? So if you're just a normal fan, Brandon, example, as yeah. for example, that goes over your head, right? right. If you're a fan in the, in the know, like the rest of us in the chat are, Daniel and David refer to the real names of Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. So Daniel, was it Daniel Cash or Daniel Wheeler, sorry, and David Harwood. Hmm. So basically he's real life friends with FTR. He's basically saying, hey, FTR is on the way. So I want to know if if the forbidden door was open and if FTR kicked Seth Rollins' ass last night. That's what I need to know. Right. I need that. I need closure. <laughs> I need closure on that. No pun intended. Because Seth Rollins left the door open. Um, and hold on, Hunter. Hunter, it's going over All your right. head here. He's, Hunter saying, "But why would he call them? Uh, but why would he call FTR? Oh, sorry. No, no. I read that wrong. I apologize, Hunter. Hunter says, "But why would he call FTR? Because he's real life friends with them. Is why he would call. Sorry about that. I read that wrong." Um, but yes, uh, he's real life friends with them. If you go watch his documentary, it's like overcoming the mountain or the mount the climb or whatever whatever the fuck it's called okay there's a documentary where you can see that he trained uh with to, for his comeback with um cash wheeler so he oh, he did yeah. that that's right yeah so You're so they're real life shape. friends and you can hear uh cash wheeler talk tell a story about okay so for, for reference just for those who don't know how they're friends um cash wheeler lives in north carolina and you know he was going he was i think manning the desk or something at the gym that edge used to come into so the edge used to come in you check him in and he kind of tried to talk to him a little bit and edge says you know one day i think i'm I'm talking to him you know what do you do what do you do besides this and he mentioned that he was a professional wrestler and he had you know he said yeah i'd been going there six months and i didn't know this guy was a wrestler and actually, he goes, that actually went a long way with me that this guy didn't try to, like, push it and say, hey, could you talk to somebody for me? And because he was like that, you know, Edge said, you're a professional wrestler, send me a tape. And so he got him a tape, and that's when he got him to WWE, and he got got him working there. So to me, that's always the, the, the thing is always be genuine. Like, don't try to use people because it's when you tr- don't try to use people it, that they want to help you. Not like Brandon, who's like, Brandon's uh, like, hey, man, let me give you, f- can you give me $5? Yeah. And I'm thought, like, yeah, no, I don't want to give you shit. Right, right. yeah, I don't want to give you shit. But if Brandon was like, you know, I am I am a little bit hungry and, you know, and didn't ask for anything, I'd be like, ah, let me, let me buy you some lunch. And then Brandon's the type that you're like, ah, man, if you buy me lunch, man, you know, you could maybe buy me dinner too, you know? Yeah, I mean. Brandon's the kind well. of guy, like, you know, you, you give an inch and then he takes your house. <laughs> I, mean, I might as well get you know, the meal for the rest of the day. I'm just saying the the only thing to wrap up this episode, the only thing I'm saying is why the hell didn't Edge call Glock Anderson? Why didn't he? Uh, <laughs> I posted a meme of, of him on the phone and going, Arn, you still got your Glock? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying if there's anybody, the second mountain is what it's called, by the way. Thank you. Thank you, Diego. Um, 
do you guys realize Adam Copeland and FTR would have been a thing in AEW? I don't think they would have been a thing necessarily. I think it would have been alluded to being friends, like maybe like FTR. Like, you know how like there's some friendships like MJF and Cody Rhodes at one point had a relationship where even though they're babyface and heel, like they still interacted. Like I could see something where like Edge is not supposed to take a match. Okay, let's take actually take this back for context. Remember that the reason Edge is with WWE again is because he AEW reached out to him. So when he got cleared, Tony Khan and AEW reached out to him to go back, offered him a good amount of money, and he was close until WWE basically tripled, quadrupled the money, and Vince said, hey, if you can get cleared, you know, if you're cleared, let's send you to these doctors. Don't wrestle there. Wrestle, wrestle here. You know, so that's the reason why Edge is back in WWE. So, again, if he'd gone to AEW like originally planned, um, I think they would have had a quiet relationship where it's like, you know, let's say Edge is supposed to go out there, but he's injured, right? Like in kayfabe, he's injured. You know, I think you get like a Daniel Wheeler coming in saying, hey, Adam, you don't have to do this, man. You don't got to do this. And, uh, you know, Edge like, no, I have to do it. I have to. So they're friends backstage, but not necessarily on air. Does that make sense? Mm. I think we'd have got something like that. But um, that's crazy to think like Edge almost went to AEW. Damn. By the way, what would he have been called? Like Adam Copeland, I guess. Like they were just calling him by his real name. Adam Copeland, baby. That's what they would have called him. And 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 Diego, that is that is not a think. That is absolutely true. Matt Hardy said he thinks if WWE didn't clear Edge, he would have gone to AEW. But I don't think so. If anyone told Edge he wasn't cleared, Beth would have not let him at all. Uh, okay, okay, I see where you're coming from. I think, yeah, that's true. He would have definitely taken Beth Phoenix's advice because she made him run, go through the ringer to basically get cleared, too, um, for his health and safety. But he, remember, Edge was cleared by his personal doctor already. So, you know, he probably could have weighed that option. Do you think Edge could be for Seth Rollins what Undertaker was for him? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's exactly the role that, that Edge is um, in right now where he's that vet that Seth Rollins is, you know, stepping up to his level for. Um, Hunter said that Edge would be called Corner in AEW. <sighs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Anyway, on that note, guys, thank you thank you for watching this episode. I know we had a lot of little technical difficulties at the beginning, but hey, this was fun. We talked a lot about the draft. I thought we were going to talk about Armed Anderson a lot, but uh, as it would have, no, we talked about the draft this whole time. Fun episode, though. I do like the WWE draft, guys. Hit me up in the comments after we go off air here. What do you think is happening on Monday? Do you think the bloodline's getting drafted to Raw? Do you think my New Day scenario is correct where they get traded back to Monday Night Raw? Do you think we have a situation where some NXT people go uh, to Raw or SmackDown on Monday? Mm-hmm. What would you do? Surprises. Should I be a writer for WWE? Should yes. I be married to Billy Kay? These are the questions that I want to know. Okay. <laughs> and if, if I should be married to Billy Kay, hit a thumbs up. <laughs> Send it your headshot, man. I could have said that a whole different way. You know, <laughs> headshot. Never mind. Never mind. Anyway, anyway, guys. Wow, th- you thank you this? guys from, uh, from the Chocolate Chief and myself. We just want to say thank you for watching this episode, and we will see you next time. <laughs>